got a fever, and the only prescription is more. This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Who are you, Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Barry Stump. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. That's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! It's in the hole. May 14, 2016, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today, writer, producer, actor, and cigar brand owner Rob Weiss, a true legend. In the cigar industry and in Hollywood is looking to do a movie on the Cigar Authority. No? Not, not true. Not true. Actually, not true. But he's going to hear our pitch as we light up. B.G. Myers, welcome everybody to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live. Or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Podbean, where you can set it and forget it on all four now. So I'm sorry I missed last week's show. I was with Gianna as she graduated college. Oh, you weren't here last week? I was not here. I didn't even notice. I didn't notice. Nobody noticed. But with the technical difficulties, it was probably a good thing you weren't here. But why do you have to bring that up? Because it's going to happen eventually. His blood pressure was fine. And now it's through the roof. Let's get it out of the way early. Let, let's get it out of the way. We'll get into that in the next hour, but um, I didn't get to comment, and, and my phone's been ringing off the hook. Um, lots of emails, lots of conversation on uh, what exactly happened with FDA, and uh, I'm going to actually touch on that right now before we even light up our cigar because it's, it's kind of morbid exactly what happened. So uh, this is the obituary to the cigar industry. Born October 12th, 1492 to the Taino Indians and died as we know it, Tuesday, May 10th, 2016, at the age of 524. Surrounded by people of all walks of life, presidents and dictators, kings and queens, movie stars and laborers, the cigar industry was special and loved by many. An industry that employed 35,000 Americans and 300,000 in the Caribbean. Known by some as the Great Equalizer, the Relaxer, and the Unwinder, nicknamed Stogies, the cigar industry was the last bastion of freedom, and it was taken from us, murdered by a U.S. agency known as the FDA. Visitation will be now through August 8, 2016, 85 days from today. The cigar industry's death is surpassed only by our pursuit for happiness. It is expected others will perish. Our love for caffeinated drinks, including soda and coffee, will soon fall. Our rights to bear arms, our freedoms and liberties. On May 10, 2016, the flame went out in the cigar industry in lieu of flowers. Please make a purchase at your local brick-and-mortar cigar shop and a contribution to the Cigar Rights of America. May the cigar industry... Rest in peace. That was beautiful, man. 
I shed, a, I shed a tear. That is it. That is my feeling. I'm getting lots of calls of people saying to me, uh, what can we do? My belief is we have done what we could do, and to come on board at this point is uh, frivolous. It's like buying insurance after your car gets totaled. We will continue to fight. We will try to put regulations through and try to stop it or slow it down. But I think our day has come, unfortunately, and uh, it's ugly and it's, it's painful to, to say. And I, and I know uh, it, there's hopes and dreams that this isn't going to happen, but it happened. It isn't not going to happen. It has already happened. So what is that going to uh, curtail? We're going to get into that a little bit of what it is. But uh, that being said, as ugly as that is, uh, let's try to, to make it a little nicer and light up a cigar. Let's do it. So this is the, uh, the cigar of the year. This is B.G. Meyer. Barry, what do we have here? Well, B.G. Meyer Company Standard Issue is the first collaboration from Camacho Cigars and Rob Weiss. And B.G. Meyer embodies the aspirations of those on the journey to live a legendary life. The cigar, which the Cigar Authority named the 2015 Cigar of the Year, features a Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and fillers consisting of Corojo 99 and Nicaraguan tobaccos from Esteli and Obatepe. The cigar retails from $8 and change to $10 and change, and looks pretty good. Looks pretty good, but not in FDA compliance. Not in FDA compliance because it's not before... 2000, February 15th, 2007. So we'll talk to Rob about that when, uh, when he comes on uh, in the next segment. But right now it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And this is an excellent cigar. You know, you know I like milder cigars, but when this cigar came out, um, it, is, it is more full-bodied, but I always loved the cigar, and it became the cigar of the year. Uh, probably the most full-bodied cigar of the year that has ever happened. We've been doing the cigar of the year for, geez, since 1994, 92. I think 92. 92. Uh, so essentially, essentially, we may not be doing cigar of the year again because if nothing, be new, nothing new, if nothing new comes out, will we be doing the cigar authority show where there's lots of mentioning cigar brands? Every time we mention a cigar brand, will we have to say Surgeon General warning is <laughs> that you're going to blow up if you end up having one of these or whatever ridiculous thing they're going to end up saying? This is a good question. Wow, warning: cigar use while pregnant can harm you and your body. Really? Because, you know, we have pregnant listeners. And, and a lot of pregnant cigar smokers. You notice that out there? There's lots of pregnant cigar smokers. Right as soon as they get knocked up, they take up cigar smoking. It's amazing. It's it uncanny. <laughs> We're going to be lighting our pregnant cigar today with the Vertigo Dominator. I wanted to pick a lighter that had a similar personality to Rob Weiss. There we go. So I've got the Dominator. It's twenty four ninety nine. It does feature the patented big-ass tank. That Vertigo is known for four jets, and get this: when the lighter stays lit for more than three seconds, the flame changes orange and to red. So that when you're outside and it's a sunny day, you happen to be on the golf course or anywhere where it's sunny, you don't lose the flame in the horizon. I like to call this a tweener lighter. It's between a table lighter and a pocket lighter. Uh, pretty nice. See, I like it because if you position it just right in your pocket, yes, I see. It impresses it, the ladies. It does. 
And it has a little bend on it if that's uh, first time yeah, that your lady's you know. been impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so the cold drawer, I know we already jumped ahead of it. Yes, we did. But marshmallows. And I can't be proven wrong because we all moved past we all that. Lit, we, all lit, we all lit it. Uh, this is a barbecue type of cigar. Yeah. I noticed that as I was smoking uh, the last of mine on my way home last night. Very barbecue Yeah. You like some, some good barbecue? Here you go. No calories. You can, get, you can actually you can break this down. It's Lay's barbecue potato chips specifically. That's what I had on my yeah. mind. Okay. I'm back on my diet because I jumped all the way up to 210 pounds. Uh, you guys hit that you, at what eighth you, grade? You nobody best. likes um, a, nobody likes a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been craving things like potato chips, and that's all I could think about on the ride home was stopping off and getting Lay's barbecue potato chips to go along with and my BJ Meyer, and uh, I didn't. Okay, so we got some bullet points here. We'll go over on the FDA uh, before we bring Rob on. Uh, we don't want to depress him, although he's listening in. And uh, <laughs> We've been depressing uh, him for a full a, day. It's been well, 24 hours of nonstop depression. There's a lot of manufacturers out there. Uh, you know, you want to make believe like it's not happening. It's happening. So let, let's get to the meat of what's happening here. Um, the manufacturers need to submit a list of ingredients of each cigar report, reporting uh, harmful or potentially harmful Ingredients. Wouldn't that be just tobacco? So all we have is tobacco and water in the cigar. Now yeah. they're saying the glue, uh, the pectin that holds the cap together, what is that? And what is the ingredients of that? Because that's all you have of the ingredients. Are they going to get as deep into what priming, what, what seed? Is a tomato a tomato? Is an orange an orange? Uh, you know, My issue really is the reporting of harmful or potentially harmful constituents. What is that? Right. Because science tells us it's not harmful, but the FDA reports that it is harmful. Just because not, they say it because is. Because they say, because they have no proof at all. Right. They don't report any findings of anything. They just say, because it is. Is there because an oversight they are who they are. committee that oversees the FDA to make sure that they're not no, there just is checking? No, there is just not. Just checking. Um, so they have more power than the president and the Congress right now with they, respect they, to tobacco. That's right. So everybody's saying, let me go to Congress and let me, let me fight legislation and let me, let me talk to uh, politicians and see if they can stop it. Four years ago, the government gave the FDA the authority. And the FDA itself says it doesn't have the authority that it's been to given change the date. to change the date. Correct. It itself doesn't because have they, the authority to regulate itself. They can regulate, but the not itself. C- Congress already said to them, this is the date. So if you are going to say that it has to meet compliance on February 15th, 2007, that's what they said to them, and that's as far as that goes. So Our uh, only hope is Agricultural Bill FY17, which or, has language to change the predicate date, but to also provide an exemption for premium cigars. Or we tried. You, we did it four times, right, is, and we yeah, failed yep. four times in a row. And then we put so many things in. If, the, if that doesn't happen, skip this, 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 this. Listen, we lost every single battle. Every single thing went wrong. The slightest amount of I'm hope. hoping and wishing and praying, too. It falls but in what the judicial the, branch. If I was a gambling man, I tell you, nothing is going to change. It is what it is. So wait a minute. It. You're not throwing up the white flag. No, I'm going to still fight till I die. All right. But <laughs> if I was a gambling man, I would say I'm going to, listen, you, you know I fought Massachusetts. I fought until I knew I couldn't win anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then I packed my bags and I ran away. The problem is if he goes to Canada, it's 110% <laughs> no, tax not up there. So... They would He's want me to here. leave, so I'm not leaving. So th- that's not going to happen. But I will continue to fight. Uh, 
prohibition of descriptions. We can't say light, low, or mild. There is no description on cigars that use that, although we will say, oh, this is a mild cigar. Yeah. This, this one is not a mild cigar, but we would say in a, in, in a milder cigar that it would be mild. Can we not use that terminology anymore? Verbally, us. Or is, not this, say it? or is this in, with respect to something like a press release or a write-up? that you may see in the humidor on a specific brand. Or how about Barry's write-up? I mean, Barry is the press and, yeah. and does Can the I reviews. Can it? Can I call it medium? Can I call it medium the full? Can I call it light? It says no. It says no. But does that pertain just to manufacturers or does that pay, well, pertain to press? manufacturers of cigars must comply with the following regulations. So, so maybe we can? Maybe we can. Okay. Pre-market review. This is going to be interesting. Um, this is requiring products introduced after the predicate date. So this is anything that came out after 2007, which you go into your local brick-and-mortar store, it's probably 80% of the cigars you see on those shelves. All those products have to go through pre-market review. How long is that going to take? And they, and they're giving themselves two years and three months to go through for these other things, so you're going to if see you, at least. If you do the pre-market review, if you pay the extortion fee, and you and I differ on how much that is, but if, if it's 330000 Good word. Pre, uh, extortion fee. It's an extortion the, fee. It should be what it's called. It isn't, but let's, let's call it let's call extortion right, so fee. You pay the extortion fee. You get an additional 12-month stay of execution past the two years. While they review, because they expect it's going to take 5,000 hours to review it or some ridiculous yeah, And if nonsense. you look at the cigarette company, they're so backlogged in their reviews. Oh, yeah. It's probably going to take longer than three years for the reviews to be completed. So does that mean they can still stay on? They should be able to. They should be able to, right? Yeah. They did it. So we, we, we hope and pray that they are who they are, and they will take 10 years to do this as opposed well, to... Well, although it has I to do with the, tobacco. They're going to go a little faster. Although I think the FDA regulation says that no extensions will be, uh, will be allowed. So if they haven't approved it, do you have to stop while they still work on approving or disapproving? There's so many missing elements in this. Yep. Not only there's so many missing things, there's so much um, blatant, it looks like blatant lies that are out there on social media and people are reporting things that, what the hell are you reporting? This is absolutely not true. Mm-hmm. You made it up. Um, so we're trying to come a little, clear, little clearer that, that's happening here. No free samples allowed. Oh, my God, I've heard so many people, well, we can do this and we can do No, you can't. There's no samples. And that means no samples to me. That means me giving you no free samples. So our employees in the shop can no longer just take a cigar out of inventory. They can't have it for free, they which can't we allow them free. free cigars, but now we can't anymore after 90 days, right? After 90 days. You're going to save yourself a fortune on that one. Yeah. That might be the only saving grace. Think about the show, too, going back <laughs> yeah, to the but, show. Are you going to be able to give out cigars for us to smoke on the show? But, but how about Rob comes in and hands us a B.G. Meyer? Well, that's, hang on. That's my friend Rob sharing one of his cigars with me. He's not giving me a free anything. He's sharing. Which is saying no f- prohibited manufacturers, wholesalers, or retailers giving it out so a person can give it to you. So one person can give another person a cigar right. as long as they are not a manufacturer, wholesaler, or retailer. Now, I know that for a Could fact that employ- Rob wears many hats. Sometimes he's an actor. Sometimes he's a producer. And very few times do they come across. He hates being called an actor. I know he hates it. He hates it. <laughs> by the way, that 90 days is actually 85 days, 11 hours, 45 minutes, and 46 seconds. Oh, yeah. It's kicking away. I got the countdown right on the cigar oh, yeah. That's great. It's 
if it ain't painful enough, go to thecigarauthority.com and watch it. Watch our uh, freedoms drip away. Drip one drop at a time. Um, requires new warnings, the six warnings that are being on rotation um, that's saying that um, nicotine is an addictive chemical along with uh, all the stuff you've heard before that uh, um, it hurts you, it's going to kill you. Now, what about at the trade show? We're going to the trade show and we're going to buy cigars. Well, the trade show is 10 days before this takes effect. All right, so this year's trade show is okay. Next year's trade show. Why would there be a next year trade show? Why would there be even even have one? Let's say there is. Yep. Could the um, price of admission? Let's be? go look at all the cigars we already carry. <laughs> and can I try that one? We don't carry this one. You know you cannot. You'll have to buy it. But could your could you buy a ticket that is? See, everybody's looking away around. Let me have a coupon. That's whatever. You can't give it away for free. And buy if, you, the cigar. if you do. It's painful. How much is the um, fine? It's like five thousand bucks. A lot. It's a it, lot. I think it's five thousand dollars for the first time. The second time is ten thousand dollars and three months in prison. I would. I someone gave, needs gave to me get a free that. cigar. Three months in prison. Yeah. I have never done any time. I couldn't do three days. I can't do three hours. But see, the question now is, and we, we touched on this the other day. Will events like the Great Smoke that you're paying admission, will they still be able to give you a cigar? No. And in order for, for a big smoke, let's just say the big smoke, right? right? Cigar aficionados, big smoke, they've been doing it since 92. Right. You pay an admission to cigar aficionados so a manufacturer can give you a free cigar. Cigar aficionado doesn't have a tobacco license. They didn't buy the cigars. It was given from a manufacturer directly to a consumer. It's illegal, it's and it's gone. Well, let's figure a way around this. What way around it? Well, you, can't you, could, the- argue, you could argue that the cigar aficionado is charging you for the cigars, but they would need a tobacco license to do that. And the manufacturers gave them the cigars for free, which is part of that chain. Can't give it away for free. You can't, so that part's out. So cigar aficionado would have to start buying cigars, which means they need a tobacco license, which is going to be very difficult to pull up. In every state that they go to, you know, it's it's over. It's over. Pay taxes on it. It's over. Dave, does this mean that we're not going to see any new cigars? No new cigars. So, all right. So, let's say the embargo is lifted with Cuba. Yep. No, we're not going to see any new blends with Cuban nope. seeds or. Nope. That sucks. This whole thing is so awful. Maybe it's a better world if, if I don't say what is oh. really happening here and, and what I'm reading. No. Other people are saying, like, oh, no, we got a good shot here. and th- No shot. Got no shot. I'm going to fight too. Believe me. I'm going to fight. I've been fighting, and I'm not going to stop, and I'll be fighting harder than everybody else is fighting. But I, knowing that... Someone no, has to get the fine. Someone has to take the, the hit, get the fine, because that's the only way to get I'll the take judicial the, I'll branch I'll take the in. first one, but I'm not taking the second one with the three, with the three <laughs> months. Of I can't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> I won't. But, Jonathan, wouldn't you look at that as like a vacation, like hedonism, if, if it happened to you? I don't know what hedonism <laughs> is, so I think I'm free. Something dirty. Someone out there is laughing, be, but I don't understand it. It's got to so. be dirty. It didn't hurt. Uh, advertising. Advertising um, yeah. in print is going to be a third of the page, oh. um, 30% of the page being the warning label. Uh, TV is going to be the same way. Audio-wise, I don't know. We're, we're audio and television, right? Yeah. What the heck are we going to do? Instead of saying, 
Lafleur de Minicano over here, it's going to say <laughs> you're going to blow up if you if you smoke one of these. And every time we mention the cigar, we have to mention yeah. And every time it's for a thirty second commercial, and twenty seconds is going to be fill of the label. Now where we are, where we are a podcast? Are we not susceptible to? Anybody or I think anything? We're, I think we're in like that safe territory. We're in, a, we're in a gray area that might cost you $5,000. And you know what? I'm willing to put up your five grand. There we go. You're nice. It. You're good like that. You're good like that. So I, I actually don't know if the Cigar Authority continues as a blog and as a, um, as a broadcast. Can you not write about cigarettes? Well, time out. Look at pot, right? Look at pot. Right? Look at pot. Pot's illegal in most states. There's blogs, it's there's websites. It's going the opposite direction. Pot, pot, is, pot is illegal nationally. Right. It's becoming legal at the state level. Like, look at Washington State. There, there are pot bars right. that you can go inside and smoke a joint, but you can't smoke a cigar in a cigar shop in the state of Washington. That's crazy. And, incidentally, pot is still illegal nationally. Yes. But these websites and blogs and YouTube channels continue to exist. But I'm going to say my that point. We, so I'm why gonna, would we be able? Why, why would we have to I'm, go away? I'm going to say we get to exist under the freedom of press, not without a warning label. <laughs> Every time we say the you, brand, I don't think you can censor the press. I don't think you can censor the press. You either. can only censor it, it the advertising. Right, it says right here, advertising media. No, it it's says an television and radio. Yeah, you don't see cigarette mm-hmm. ads. You gotta, you gotta look at the cigarette industry, and then because we are grouped with them, saying there's it's no, like exactly what's happening to them. There's no cigarette the podcast. Ci- Correct. There's no cigarette podcast. Yeah. There's because no cigarette no one, Because no one is gonna smoke a Marlboro and then smoke a Newport Light and talk about the difference and the subtle nuances between the two. <laughs> That's utterly ridiculous. Getting a menthol. We are different. <laughs> we are like different menthol. than cigarettes, and I refuse to. But they say we are not different at they all. They can say whatever they want. And we're not different at all to vape. This is where the lawsuits are going to happen. Because the, the we lawsuits are, are going to happen. This is, and that this doesn't is, mean anything changes. I mean, just lawyers make more money than they did before. That's all. Did the vape industry cause this? And I love, listen, Paul Beasley is a friend of the show. He's involved in the, in the vape industry. Victor Vitale. We've got some yeah. close friends in that industry. I'm not trying to point the finger at anyone, but... Do they have? But is this Victor Vitale's fault? Victor, is that did what you do asking? this? <laughs> <laughs> um, where they're saying in this thing, it said that they see that a big percentage of young, under eighteen-year-old kids are smoking cigars. Absolutely not no. true. <laughs> so they went after us, saying we went after it. Now, would you say eighteen-year-olds are doing vaping stuff? I would say yes. And and I look at some of the marketing that happens, and it looks like it's geared that way. You don't see that in cigars no. at all. No. So did that pull us down to say we're part of the problem too? They just found anything they ended up could do it. As you see the responses to the comments yeah. that were there, we were knocked down on every single part. Of this, so what happens to uh, Rob or anybody with a pre-2007 cigar brand? We're talking about an application fee of three hundred post post um, an application fee of three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That's per skew, isn't it? Per skew. Per skew. So you're talking one point two million on four sizes. You're talking about one thousand seven hundred thirteen hours. Uh, as much as 5,000 hours. Of course, that's government. So you think after they did the, the one, one brand, right? So they did one cigar. The second one's still going to take you 5,000 hours? It will take five, but they'll bill you for 5,000. It should take five seconds right. it's, it's, because it's tobacco, leaf, and water, and the, the, the thing that holds the pectin, that Done. holds the, 
the thing on. Maybe you could argue they use a different fruit to make the pectin in Nicaragua than they do in Honduras. But Now, we, we may have some pipe tobacco friends out there um, that are into pipe tobaccos. You go into a tobacconist, and they usually have jars of different tobaccos, and they have been doing it for hundreds of years that they will mix a vanilla with a Cavendish and this and have vanilla Cavendish extravaganza. They call it anything they want to carry it. They are now manufacturers, and they have to go through the whole manufacturing thing because they're mixing A and B together, and now they've become manufacturers. And then they fall into the manufacturer's assembly. And the fact that A is already approved and B is already approved doesn't doesn't matter because when you mix them, that's not approved. Now they're not approved. That's like saying a bartender needs... Right. Some kind of regulation for, you yeah, know. Yeah. And don't take is... me there on the liquor thing because you're talking about gearing to children. We got bubblegum vodkas. We, well, got... we heard about the Fruit Loop one that tastes like the Fruit Loop yeah. flavored milk at yes. the end of the cereal. That's the only one that I'm interested in trying of all the flavored ones. There we go. So uh, th- Too easy. Th- yeah. Th- this, is, uh, this is happening, and uh, it's, it's ugly. It's going to be fabulous. And um, you heard the truth here. I, now, you want to hear it said in a nice way, and we have a chance, and, uh, you know, fill out the form and do it. Fill out the form and, and go on cigarrights.org and put your name on there and all that stuff. Good. Doesn't cost you anything to do it. Uh, the fight was we, we've been talking for four years. Join Cigar Rights of America. See your legislator. Do all Be that stuff. Solution. Now it's too late to do that stuff, I think. We're still going to do it. Well, here's, here's an example. It, it has already happened. I, I did the thing, and I, got all the, I printed out all the emails. I'm not going to read them. From two senators and one person from the House of Representatives in New Hampshire. Uh, they all reply from emails that you cannot reply to. Of course. Conversation yeah. is over. They already knew this yes, was going to happen. conversation is over. So you, you fill out the form, and it goes in. They gave us a window that we could comment. Yeah. Yeah. They, doesn't matter what you commented. They beat up every single comment that was there. You saw yeah. it. Yeah. It was terrible. And in New Hampshire, on the responses that we got, two different senators gave the exact same response. Yeah. Word for word. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They were geared up and, and prepared for that. To yeah. Here's what, you, here's what you answer. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, and uh, it, it is what it is. We're going to try to make the best of the cigar industry from this day forward, though. Anyway, um, next week, um, I had down Lito Gomez was going to join us. He's coming in on Thursday, but they said he's, go- he's flying out on Friday. So, so we don't uh, have we're not going to have him. We're going to have Mr. The, Jonathan The real Connie. Mr. Jonathan? Yeah, the real Mr. Jonathan will be here next week in <laughs> he's studio. He's not Mr. Anything. <laughs> well, what he will have is a new cigar. So we are launching the TAA 2016, wow. and it will be out for as long as it can possibly be out. But here it becomes another problem. We should do nothing but cigars that are not going to be around, because after that, we're going to do a show every week on the same damn things. There's only going to be what's going to be out there. Is there going to be a show? Are we going to have a show? I don't know. How can you? I mean... And how can we have advertisers? And what's going to end up happening? It's disgusting. show must go on. show must go on. All right, we're going to take a break then. When we come back, Rob Weiss is here. He is Mr. Hollywood, director, actor, writer, and producer. Nice. Today, Poke the bear. Poke the bear. There we go. He's going to have um, uh, tell some of his highlights of his career and um, see what he's going to do with uh, his, his brands going forward. Um, You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Truly bold cigars like a good story. 
perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at twoguyscigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The Sponsors Deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. Bubbles, bubbles. I'm J.R. Dominguez. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. He is a Hollywood film writer, producer, director, and actor. I am not an actor. He is an actor. <laughs> and I am not an actor. He is a cigar brand owner, but more importantly, he's a new daddy. I Welcome am a new to daddy. the Cigar Authority, Rob Weiss. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Carlo Dean. Carlo Dean, man. So he's Call listening. Them. He's listening right now, but he's a little I, baby. You know what? I don't think he's listening. No, no. Ho- <laughs> hopefully, my uh, girlfriend will find the podcast later and play it for him. Yeah, when he gets older. Hey, I got uh, I got a couple of gifts. I Rob doesn't have a rider, but Nate does. He insisted that when he came on the show that we had cashews that had been removed out of mixed nuts. So Nate, I took care of Nate him. is here is that on really screen. True, Nate? 
And, Very nice, uh, man. This is a uh, a little sample. No, no, no purple Skittles, Nate. No purple Skittles. This is Nate Blonde. That's uh, next to him. He's his manager. He's, uh, he's not. He, no, he's, he's he Nate, is. You define yourself. <laughs> Go ahead, Nate. Define yourself. He is, he's a dear friend. Nate's a dear friend. We do have business. Is together. it true he is the Mister Blonde from the Reservoir Dogs? You know what? He's not, but he actually met the real Mr. Blonde. Isn't no, that no, true? No, I want to. He wants so what to. was who's Buscemi? Who did he play? He's Mr. Pink. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I introduced Nate to Steve Buscemi, and he was like, hey, I'm Mr. Blonde. All right, we're going that's with true. Nate as Mr. Blonde. I have, I have he to, is Mr. Look, Blonde. I have, to, I have to start off by thanking you guys for inviting us out here to give me basically the death certificate to my cigar. <laughs> there we go. How's You're welcome. You know? I mean, it was awesome because you couldn't send it to me in the mail. <laughs> no. You know, you had, I had to fly to New Hampshire to hear about how we're just dead. Oh, it's disgusting, man. Uh, you can pay your way, your extortion fee, your way through, and uh, cross your fingers if that's the way, but one way or the other, well, they I was want thinking the money. When, when you guys were talking about it, what, what I think makes sense is what you're going to see is probably a lot of branding from bigger companies that weren't in the cigar business before might come in and absorb the cigar companies because they have the you know, money to sure. do it. So you might see, like, you know, and again, I don't think it'll be massive corporations, but I think you'll see, like, you know, you could potentially see the Red Bull cigar, you know? It's like people who actually have the money to afford to do that. Well, they it's would ridiculous ha- as They would sounds. have to do that by August, August 15th or August, August 8th. Right? So everybody has to register to absorb brands before August. Correct. They, wow. You have to prove that your brand is out there. And well, prove the brand is out there. You can acquire a brand at any time. But you couldn't make Red Bull on August 9th. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is cigar brands like my brand, for example, if it's $300,000 a skew, yes. you know, who has the money to be able to absorb these companies and keep them going, you know, greater companies. Right. So you might see non-tobacco oh, related. Oh, I got you. I understand. Non-tobacco related brands Jumping might be stepping in. into the cigar premium cigar business. <laughs> be it's dicey. Their minds, Listen, though. I think in corporate America it won't happen because it's a very dicey thing. But I do think there's a lot of companies that do have the money to expand into something like that. You may see somebody like a Philip Morris or something like well, that. Well, of course. That's exactly. A, exactly. Let, yeah. Let's take over the cigar industry because we get the money to do it. But even a company like Davidoff, which is, I mean, sure, you know, it's a very big. strong corporate structure, I don't know necessarily that with all the lines that they have and all the SKUs that they have, that they're going to keep them all. And they're, and they're a very wealthy right. company. I mean, that's somewhere like a $4 billion privately sure. owned company. So, so. They, they will look at SKUs that aren't worth spending the money on based on that, uh, right. I would imagine. and. and um, Which so, is probably they're, they're really their only SKUs that might not be worth it to BG Meyer because we're only 16, 18 months on, on the retail that's market a, it's now. It's a baby know? itself. So yeah. ho- hopefully not. But, hey, man, the good news is I have a box full of these trucker hats that I will wear the rest <laughs> of my <laughs> life, man. You know what I mean? And well, people will say, what is that? And I'll go, no, what was that? What yeah. was that? I wonder yeah. if that's going to need a hat will need a warning label on it. A third of the hat will well, have to. Well, I think all hats come with an unwritten warning label, which is, could affect your hairline. For one there we go. Enough, you know? <laughs> Fortunately, I do have hair. You know, so, yeah, you, gotta, so you must be asking yourself at this point, why the hell did I jump into the cigar business? But what was the original reason that you decided to jump in? I mean, it was fortuitous. It was opportunity. I, I think I told you guys a story. I was up at uh, the Narrative Group, which is a PR company in Los Angeles. A buddy of mine had rented space from them. And uh, as I was walking out, I saw they had all this Camacho stuff. They had all the accessories and the scars. And being who I am, I was like, hey, man, how could I get some of that shit for free? You know? <laughs> so, you know, they introduced me to Stacy, who was a really sweet girl and a friend of mine. And, you know, she started to dial me in with all the Camacho stuff and invited me to a dinner with Dylan Austin and Matt Booth. And then I went to another mag, mag dinner, which is basically um, them inviting the editors from all the magazines. Okay. To try to, like, get on, you know, like, the Christmas lifts and stuff like that. 
I met Christian, and, and those guys invited me, invited me to Honduras. So this was way back when Christian. This had- is got yeah. This is like right before Christian sold this. This has got to be like six, seven years ago already. So it was a really it was an organic. Too bad it wasn't nine, but okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it great. You know, it was great if it was twenty five years ago. You're right. You know what I mean? But but uh, it was a very organic kind of relationship I developed with those guys. And, so your early relationship was with Christian before Dad. No, it was actually over? with Dylan. But I met okay. I met Dylan for the second time at this dinner with Christian at the dinner. And Dylan was like, hey, man, come to Honduras with us. So, so Nate and I both went to Honduras on what was a very interesting trip. You know? go, like, flying in sideways. The sideways. Uh, the sideways. What about those planes on the Toulouse. side of the mountain? Jeez. Well, you know, they, yeah. tell, <laughs> they tell you, hey, man, listen, you know, this airport's had more crashes than any other sure. airport you're ever going to land in. We, saw, we, we actually saw the, the runway strip, and I was like, oh, that, that's, that's not it. That's, no, a, right. that's a private aviation strip. What like, maniac, that's what they have in Toulouse Gapia, sure. anyways, what for all the PJs that land there. put a landing strip in between two mountains? I don't know, but I told you, man, we had this dude. His name was, like, Captain Don, man. He looked like a surf dude, like, from, like, a 1970s, like, P.I., Huntington Beach kind of, like, O.C. movie, you know? And he was just standing there when we walked on. And to the guys, he's like, hey, dude, how you doing? The girls are like, hey, ladies, how are you? You I mean, mean, this guy was, like, super stud, you know? So he's like. Ron Burgundy. Yeah, he's like, hey, (laughs) hey, folks, this is Captain Don speaking. I'm going to be making a series of left banks and. Just so you know, this is totally natural for the way they do things here. You know, and then we come in sideways, like we're on the we're on the upper end of the plane, looking down across the aisle mm. at the runway sideways, and I'm like, there ain't no. I know you guys can't curse on this thing, but there ain't no freaking way this is like a normal, natural landing. So, but you know, we landed safely, and Nate, Nate's a great traveler, travel buddy, man. Doing how to make it in America, he would go to New York with me a lot. So Nate's always, you know, like, nice. hey man, it's all gonna be good, and, you know. And if it's not all good, we die, and we've done a lot, so it's a difference. <laughs> yeah, the difference at that way point. to go start the vacation, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, I, well, I mean, it wasn't much of a vacation. I gotta be honest with you, man. Yeah, and again, you know, the people I met in Honduras were fantastic in the Donnelly factory. But, I mean, you know, first off, they lost my luggage. They left my oh, luggage. Oh, no. They left my luggage in Miami, so I was actually wearing Christian's, like, boxer shorts and the shit that he had in his closet. But, um, you know, you, you land. It was a two-hour-plus drive to yeah. Donnelly. The roads and alone, the, up the mountain. There is not one traffic light. There is not one stop sign. No, no, there's there one zero. traffic light. There was? <laughs> I didn't even right. see one. At there the exit of the city. One yeah, right. Maybe, it, maybe then, leaving to Chicago. Then a good luck I mean, we're talking, we're talking about a country or yeah. at least that particular area had zero infrastructure. Right. So, you know, you see an entire family on a bicycle, man. I saw five people on one bicycle. Cool. I mean, I didn't know whether to cry or just be so impressed that there was a dude who could right. pedal that many people. Do man, it, you right. know what I mean? <laughs> God. So, anyway, yeah, the opportunity came, and, you know, and uh, I joined the Board of the Bold. Yep. which they invited me to do, which I thought was fantastic. Sure. You know? And, I, and I, I love Camacho cigars, yep. as I, I do most Davidoff products. And uh, after that, we started developing B.G. Meyer. Okay, and B.G. Meyer. Who is B.G. Meyer? You know, I, I, I think we want, what we wanted to do is create a philosophy for the brand and an identity, and it was supposed to be kind of vague as to what it was so that it could be every man. So if you look at the, even the packaging... There's the silhouette of the man and the dog, and it's the guy who's, like, on the road for the adventure and this and that. But somehow somebody found out that Meyer was actually my pet Rottweiler ah. that, that passed away probably 10 years ago. So I wanted to honor him by taking his name, putting it in there. The BG is a personal thing, so I'll leave that as a little bit of a you mystery. Got, you got something to do with Yeah, yeah. So there's something in there I can pretend well, is The vague, FDA but... might, might need to know that information, but there's a, we'll see. There's actually a lot of mystery about you. There's a rumor floating around the interwebs that you and Mickey Rourke have a project of sorts that you're working on. What is the story with that? I'm not working on anything with Mickey Rourke. Where the hell did you get that from, man? The Pope of Greenwich Village. 
Mickey Rourke? Yeah. What do you mean? You tight with the... him now? No, I'm not tight with Mickey Rourke. Where, where, where do you guys get this stuff? I don't stuff? know. This is out it there. It just is out there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do a movie with Mickey Rourke in like 1994 called Bullet. Okay. And my career was really young and Mickey's wasn't. Mickey, you know, being Mickey was, you know, somewhat of a, seemed like a daunting, potentially catastrophic decision. And uh, it, it just didn't happen, but... But, I mean, I see Mickey every once in a while, Wild Card, he, he boxes at the same gym I do. I mean, I, I would not consider us friends. I would not consider us really anything. But but I was a huge, huge Mickey Rock fan growing up, So, which is why I wanted to do the movie with him in the first place. And I had studio executives and agents around me at that time in the 90s, and they were like, you do not want to do this, man. Like, okay. Yeah? Well, I think, you know, Mickey's reputation preceded it. You've, himself, got, you've so. got talked out of... Uh, but I am a huge fan. I have to yeah. go on record and say, man, I think the guy is probably one of the great actors of his generation, yeah. and I will always say that. What did, what did Mickey say to you? How did he say it? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, we, so I ran to him somewhere, and he's like, hey, congratulations on all your success in television. And I was like, but I mean, I don't know. You know I mean, I don't, the context for that's a little bit yeah. it's, uh, wonky. You're kind of yeah. known for being able to... Do people like be impersonate people? So what did you yeah. talk to Nate? Nate must have given you we all got this a little stuff. information from Nate. <laughs> no, I don't. Like Nate, Nate'll crack up because every once in a while, there's a, I'll, I'll pretend to have a conversation between three of our friends. So I have like my friend Hunter, my friend Ryan Drexler, and I did this guy Mitch Davis, and I had a conversation for Nate one night with all three of these guys talking. I, I, I don't think I could do it on the spot right now, but I did do, it and it was funny. I wish you know. They wouldn't get it. I yeah. wish I had that ability to do it. You know. So you, you've had opportunities, uh, and you call yourself not an actor, but you had the opportunity to be the actor in Entourage. You turn it down. You have the opportunity to uh, direct. Well, that was, major... but that wasn't, but that wasn't being an actor in Entourage. Season one, we were developing the character Billy Walsh, and Doug Allen thought it'd be funny. He's like, "Hey, why don't we make it Rob Weiss, who hasn't directed a movie in twelve years? Wants Adrian, you know, You're right? Vincent to be in his movie, this and that, and I would have played myself in this cameo. I think, you know." At the time, I didn't know what the show was going to be, and I was still protecting my reputation, which, by the way, was absolutely horrible. Yeah. So what I was protecting, I had zero income. I had go. no career. I was about as I was cold don't as like. Don't mess with a, this. I was as, yeah, I was about yeah. as cold as an igloo. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. But, you know, I'm not an actor, so I didn't really know that I had the capability to do that anyway, you know? That's the reason I, I, I keep saying I'm not an actor, because I don't want to actually insult people who are actors yeah. and who have really paid dues to do that. All right. And actually have talent at that. So, I could jump in for a scene and be myself. Sure. But 10 you, scenes strung together, I think it might be exhausting for people so to watch. The, the whole <laughs> Billy Walsh thing, you're saying there really is not a whole lot of similarity between you and Billy Walsh. But I feel when people ask you that, they're asking if you've ever directed a porno is the main question. I have never, I've never Tell directed the truth. a porno. Tell ne- the truth. I swear I've never okay. directed a porno. <laughs> but in my younger years, I might have looked at that as an opportunity yeah. to have an easier path. In life, and film. no, I'm teasing. No, I, I, you know what I, goes I where and why, right? Though, but, but you <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, but uh, you know, the Billy thing was supposed to just be really like an amalgam of like me and Vincent Gallo and guys who were difficult in their twenties and guys who were perfectionists, and you know what I mean. So that, that, that's where it came from. All right. Do you consider yourself a perfectionist? I think that I probably have talked myself out of doing more things that I should have done that would have been great for me for fear that I couldn't deliver what was in my head or what I thought should be the standard of doing that. You know, more in my younger years than now. Now I just go like, hey, man, failure is a part of it. Everybody fails. So I just kind of just roll the dice and move forward. But I definitely think when I was younger, perfection probably played a part in, you know, being a perfectionist played a part in not in a positive way. 
Mm. How much did the perfectionism um, transfer over into creating the standard issue or the, or the Gigantes? Well, it's funny, man. When it, so when I went down to Honduras, when we were down there, they were like, why don't you blend up some cigars? So I blended some stuff, and I did it. I can't remember if Hanky was there. I, I know he mostly works out of uh, Dominican. A Dominican, but it was, it was definitely one of the, the master blenders they have there. And he smoked with me. He's like, oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. I, you know, obviously, it, later I realized he was just being super polite. You know okay. what I mean? But or maybe the language barrier. They I wanted interpreted. to make sure you, you were happy with what it tasted like. Well, I would, Dylan's like, go blend. So I blended. I sent him to Dylan, and Dylan called me up, Dylan Austin from Dabba. Yeah. He goes, look, man, obviously you know what you like, but you don't know shit about making stuff. Of course. That's, 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 He's like, they're horrible. So, and the you same know, thing when this, I right. go down, all the years in there, and they say, here, we'll blend the thing together. I don't blend. I sell cigars for a living. I know what's right. good or bad. Right. You do what you do. Well, they just, then, they, we, listen, you know what I mean? It's like, first off, I'm, I'm in a visual kind of aesthetic medium so they wheel in all these like they're not barrels they're um baskets you know of tobacco so yeah. i'm fucking looking i go oh, that would look pretty with that you know what you're I mean? right wouldn't that be great with that like <laughs> i don't true. i don't know how to judge i'm smelling stuff i'm yeah. like oh, I, and they're saying I, it won't burn it won't yeah, burn yeah, if you yeah. do this i'm like oh it smells like light ammonia this is beautiful <laughs> right. fragrant, you know I mean? so you know I, I just you know i mean that's a skill set you know that a handful of people really have of course you know? so and i you have to respect the people who could do it well so they started blending, sending them to me, and I would be like, for me, and I, I told you guys, like, I, I don't think that I have the greatest palate. I'm not a foodie, so I don't have that refined a taste mm. for stuff, but, but there were certain reactions to certain cigars, whether they made me a little bit edgy or my mouth was dry or something didn't taste right. There's a little bit of aftertaste. So we just go back and forth for a while, and then we landed on Standard Issue and then Gigante. And, yeah. So do you yeah. have a, a favorite between those two? Um. I probably favor the Gigante, like in, really? small, in smaller sizes, yeah. I love Standard all, uh, also. Slackers it. seem to be something that's so popular with so many people. You told me right. yourself that you yeah. love them. Can't get enough. I don't, I don't really love the Slackers. Too, too I like mild. them. Yeah, it's too mild yeah. for me, man. But my brother, Mike Weiss, loves them, man. He just wants them in different shapes, sizes, you know. So it's obvious so. you enjoy a fuller-bodied cigar. Uh, I do. You know, I think I have to mix it up. You know, I have to mix it up by regions. Like, I smoke something from, like, Honduras and Nicaragua, but, you know, and then I go Cuban. Like, I need the different taste, but I definitely need something that has, like, a little more pop and boldness to it. So you, medium to full body. Before sure. hearing the FDA, were you considering, or maybe you're still considering, adding more lines to Of course. The, of yeah. course, because I think that's, you know, that's what keeps it fresh and keeps it interesting. A lot, a lot of what I wanted to do was in tapping into different – markets via collaborations with interesting people. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was always for me like there were X amount of cigar smokers, X amount of lines. I, I don't know the exact number, but I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it was like $250 million a year in cigar sales. But I'm like, how could we find our own kind of path that, you know, for example, like if I found, like we were going to do something at Art Basel last year, a collaboration with an artist, and he, we would have done like a thousand boxes that could have been converted into humidors afterwards. So they were collectors and, you know, and and a limited run cigar line. Okay. So it didn't wind up happening. There were some complications with licensing the art, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, for me, I think that's the stuff that I was excited by was bringing cigars, premium cigars, to a different culture and, you know, and finding ways to connect cultures. And and was there a thought to try to get your cigar, basically the Hollywood cigar, and and you'd see films and it would always be them smoking a B.G. Meyer? Um, Yeah, you know, I mean, 100% it does. I mean, well, I think that, you know, that's part of the opportunities that I I have that I bring that I don't think the average guy could do that. Sure. For example, like Andrew Dice Clay has a show right now. It's running on Showtime. And my buddy Bruce Rubenstein, who's his manager, who's one of the exec producers of the show, was telling me a funny story about uh, 
Mike Rappaport, the actor, who's also an old friend of mine, and how Mike was smoking a cigar in the scene and he was getting nauseous from it. He didn't really know how to smoke a cigar or there's something wrong with the cigar. And all I'm thinking is like, dude, why didn't you fucking call me? I'll send you some BG Myers. And he's like, I didn't think about it. So, uh, yes, I cursed. I know. Thanks for the, thanks for the tap. <laughs> thanks for that. Actually, Nate's, a, Nate's supposed to just be bleeping me. Yeah, like, as I tally. say, fuh, yeah. he's supposed to go beep. <laughs> yeah, so, but, um, yeah, no. But, th- but this is who I didn't say that. I said, fuh. That's the second time. Oh, I didn't think there was. I didn't think there was the first time. I'm trying to keep it clean. So, yeah, I think the opportunities are there. I mean, I'm not going chasing after them, obviously, because I missed some and some will work out, but, you know. I loaded, I loaded up the ballers, props, trucks with cigars. But by the way, again, like I told you guys yesterday, we don't do product placement like that. So right. Andy Garcia is on the show, and he's smoking the cigar. He wants to smoke. He is a cigar smoker. He's not being forced to smoke my cigars. How hard is it to get the cigar smoking scenes approved? Because I know Fox doesn't allow any smoking on any of their shows right. or movies. How hard is it you know, for you to get like an American Psycho or, or the Andy Garcia scene? Is it hard to push it through? Well, American Psycho, I wasn't involved in that. And, and in the films, I don't think anybody cares. You know what I mean? I think it's like more about the film and the character and what's and true, he, true and to that you're experience. Not, but, yeah, you're not able this guy smoking a cigar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think, listen, Fox is different. You know, on Fox, you're, you're dealing with advertisers. Advertisers have a lot of control, have a lot of say, you know. Um, it's also a much different kind of structure in terms of their programming agenda and, and, and the way they function. HBO has traditionally always been about the integrity of the project the characters, the story, and yeah. uh, they, I, I've never heard a word about smoking. So. Yeah, so you got the Sopranos, of course, he needs to right, have a cigar, course, yeah. so they put it in there, and uh, Ballers is gonna, should, should be having cigar smokers in there. That's well, Jason, Jason Andalotti, who's played by Troy Garrity, the agent, he smokes cigars a lot, and he smokes uh, B.G. Myers on the show. But, but he actually smokes them because he likes the cigars, right. you know, so I bring him cigars, so. You know, All it's right. not like he's not a fan of it. It's not like it's part of his job description. Like, hey, man, you're going to smoke this shit. And he's like, I hate it. It makes me sick. And they're like, smoke it. It doesn't work like that. So so uh, now part of your job is to come up with uh, pitches to, um, to uh, the movie companies to say, I got an idea right. for a movie, right? right? Or a TV show, right? Or a TV show, whatever. Or a reality and, show. Oh, or a reality yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a documentary. Okay. Or a poem. Sometimes you just want to sell. Sometimes you just want to sell a pump. No, I'm kidding. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, so, now that you have this life in the cigar industry, do you see of any stories? You've gone to some cigar stores and right. things like that. You've been on a uh, podcast. You said, with you right. gonna, you said you were going to pitch him way I'm harder than that. Right. He's doing. It's, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. <laughs> Is there, you know, because you must all do day I see, long. Do I see the think. opportunity to, if, to integrate yeah. in terms of something? You, like you a, live this life now. You've lived the life. You know, I, listen, man, if BG Meyer goes out of business because of this FDA reg, regulatory, you know, yeah. uh, agenda, then I would definitely hope that something positive comes from the experience. Right. And I can write something about it. I've met a lot of interesting characters in the cigar business. Almost, almost as many interesting characters. Sure. As I've met in the entertainment business. Yeah. I know musicians, for instance, <coughs> tragedy happens in their life. Something goes right. off and they, they write an unbelievable song about it. And, and ah, well, you know, listen, it. I think a lot of those guys probably create tragedy in their life. Uh, so they have something to write about. You, you know, know these I mean? people better I think, than I do. I mean, I'm not super <laughs> tied in with the musicians of the world. But, you know, I think a lot of artistic types like thrive on drama. So you me, need- I just like to be happy, man. Do you deal with music when it comes to you, you need soundtracks on, on the show or something? And, and you decide what that's going to um, be? Well, we have a music supervisor who works with us on shows. I mean, but obviously amongst friends, which 
people it was first movie I made, first thing I made. Um, I, I actually need a copy of that. Yeah, I know. I saw what you guys had last night. It was like it was it, awful. Yeah, it was like but just blurry. This, it look, looks like it looks friends. like we drew the uh, we drew it with crayons right. or something. You know? And you and you say quality wise, it's it's a it's fantastic, fantastic man for for the budget we had. Nineteen ninety three. Yeah, well, it was released 1993. in 1993. Your first project as, yeah. a, as a child, basically. Yeah, I was basically young. Yeah. They, it's funny, man. They called me a, uh, you know, I was like the wonderkind. It's amazing. Now I'm like old. But back then I was like the wonderkind, you know. <laughs> um, you know, we did the music on that. Me and my buddy at the time, Jeff Sternhill, put the music together. And people were real. Big, and big then, names. Yeah, Mick Jones. Like, Mick Jones came and he screened the movie. And he was like, I want to do the music for it. Mick Jones from The Clash, Big Audio Dynamite. And we didn't have any money for him to do it. And he's like, I'll pay for it and go in the studio. Wow. So we got a lot of support. We got support from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So many great bands gave us music because they were supporting independent filmmaking at the time and responded to the movie. Um, so I think that, <coughs> excuse me, your cigar is killing me. No, I'm joking. Here we go. Um, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> you know, I think part of what I liked about film and television and, and that visual medium was that, you know, it incorporated photography, it incorporated, incorporated you know, words and written words and, and music and fashion you could get everything into a film or a tv show instead of having to just choose one other yeah type of uh you know artistic expression so what do you, when we know that you like obviously you like to smoke bg meyer stuff right and i'm not going to ask you about any other brands that you smoke but you could ask me right? I gotta, more, yeah. more important than that when do you find yourself smoking and is there a drink of choice that you prefer to have along with your uh, i mean to be honest it's usually coffee you know, whether it's like, I know we talked about Bulletproof coffee or a shot of espresso or, you know, something like that. But, yeah, so I usually have coffee. If not, it's scotch. You know, I, I'll go to scotch or red wine. 1942. Love 1942. Even though I'm not a huge tequila drinker, that that's I'll, I'll go to that. Probably because it's got the yeah. smokiness. You know what I'm loving now? Listening to Dave's Boston accent and how I have Rob Weiss here who grew up in Brooklyn. He says coffee just the way I say it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's crazy because I, I was only in Brooklyn until I was like, I think like eight, nine years old. Yeah. And then I was in Long Island. And I've been in L.A. for the better part of my life now, man. I've been there since I'm uh, what, 25 years old. You seem with the, yeah. the, the New York attitude. You get the, you know, you yeah. seem like a New York guy, but you're a Hollywood guy. But you don't seem what I would think. Not that I've met a lot of Hollywood guys, but you don't right. seem the Hollywood guy. But the Hollywood guy is like right. you. And uh, I, don't, I don't think um, so. I think people... Out there, people who are like find each other. They somehow find each other. So there are plenty of guys like me out there. In your little group. That are in our circle. And yeah. other circles of guys that are like me too. But I think that, you know, it's all types in Hollywood, man. I mean, it is really, truly a melting pot. People all over the world go down to pursue the dream and, and to try to live yeah. the dream. So so as a cigar smoker there, right. um, the, does Hollywood, like I know here that I know a lot of people – doctors and people I shouldn't know, right. uh, big-time lawyers and things, only because I'm a cigar smoker, right. I, I know them. Does the same thing happen that the, a famous actor would attach to you because you're a cigar smoker too and there's your um, connection? I think I probably met a lot of people, you know, via cigars out there. I remember when I first moved out there, there was Zaria on Cannon with Cafe Romers and Giuseppe Franco, the hair salon, and Mulberry Street Pizza. I don't know if you guys know it. And there's this little cigar shop in there that's got Nazareth owns. I don't know if you guys know Naz. And it was this little room, and we'd walk past there, and you know, and I guess at the time it was members members only, Nate. I didn't know that, but you'd walk past, and it was like everybody in there was famous, man, like Schwarzenegger, Stallone. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's a room half the size of this, you know, and Kevin Pollock and this one, and that one. So I was always kind of like, wow, cigars, cigars. But I wasn't a cigar guy back then. So you obviously see that there's you know a community of those guys who enjoy doing it together, and whether it's Grand Havana room, we hang out at V Cut a lot. 
which is a little cigar store on Melrose. Because not, there's not a lot of places to smoke in L.A. You can't really get away with it. Everywhere, you know? right? I mean, you're not smoking in any restaurant. You're not smoking walking You're not the smoking streets. anywhere. It's I mean, terrible. you can smoke on the streets, but it's just, you know, the reaction you get from people. It's like you're clubbing a baby seal or something. You know? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> well, who does? No, I don't. Yeah, I, know, I don't want to mention that. I intentionally no, why would I want to mention that? The guy's not supposed to let you smoke in this restaurant. There <laughs> we like, go. <laughs> he's like, hey, we smoke at this place. The guy all of a sudden is getting shut down right, tomorrow. Right. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. But Rob, Rob is a big influencer. I mean, there are people that come in. Don't Slide your mic up. Yeah, t- talking to the What do you mic. say? Yeah. I'm saying that Rob is a big influencer in Hollywood. There's guys that don't smoke cigars, and Rob turns them on to smoking cigars. So that, well, I really do. Maybe in my deluded beliefs, like I actually do believe cigars are much healthier than cigarettes. Than the alternative. So when I see people with cigarettes, I'm like, yo, man. And I lost my dad to lung cancer. And he was a big smoker. And that was two years ago. I don't know that I would have pursued the cigar business had he passed away. And I watched him pass away the way he did before. And again, I actually, I work out twice a day most days. I could go box for an hour and not be winded. And I'm 49 years old. So I know cigars aren't having an adverse, you know, effect right. on my stamina or my cardio. But when I see guys smoking cigarettes, I'll be like, they try a cigar. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Get off that. Yeah, because I, I, I go, like, you know, maybe it's not just the nicotine thing. Maybe it's the habit of smoking something. You know what I mean? Hand that, to mouth. You, you end yeah, up liking maybe the smoke in your mouth. Yeah, you like being around it's it. It's a much different experience. Relaxing. Than, yeah. You know, and they, they, that's why I was mentioned when's the right time to end, end up smoking a cigar or something after... You know, you had a stressful shoot or something that went on, and you say, okay. Now I, I like one at the end of the day usually, but if I'm writing and I'm writing early at my house, I might sit outside and smoke one early. I think if I start smoking cigars at 10 a.m., I'll, I'll smoke six in a day, you know. So it, the longer I can wait in the day, the better. You consider that a problem? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> really? I, listen, I, I started what did we do yesterday? Listen, man, I, I, told you, I told you my buddy who got married, who went to his bachelor party in Cuba, this guy will smoke, like, I'm not joking, like seven, eight pahikis in a day. It's crazy. And the guy's like a world-class polo player at a polo team. He had a double hip replacement, jiu-jitsu polo. He's, the guy's a stud. So, I mean, there are guys who could do it. Yeah, Arnold and Schwarzenegger, I'm, right? I think Arnold, you know, I, I, I think I remember reading that he said he's down to like two a day or something. Oh, really? something but, so but was, you know, he was bouncing around the streets oh. last week with a bunny of mine, and he was smoking, and Stallone was smoking, and, you know. So, these guys are doing it, man. They're Gs, you know. So yeah. I say, listen, I say a lot. You see a lot of older guys with cigars. You see very few older guys smoking a cigarette. You know what I mean? It's true. I, put, I, put, I, I think it's the old-fashioned yoga because it forces you to contemplate. It's thinking time. And that's why he does yeah. a lot of thinking and contemplating over what works creatively. Sure. So a, a cigar helps him do that. So, you know, the, the youth don't pick up on that kind of a philosophy on why so, so cigar smoking is needed. It forces you to contemplate. They don't have yeah. time. Hey, they so don't have time to get out their phone and contemplate. Contemplative. Cigar this, smoking is the cheapest form of therapy. Yeah. You know what it really is, man. You know. Yeah. So, so uh, walk us, walk us briefly. I, through I just, your... I want to take a moment. Wait, do you guys have a camera running on this? We right? do. Yeah. Because I want to try to like meet this incredible challenge of taking a sip of your bulletproof coffee while wearing this headset. <laughs> I want to see how this. I know, I know, I can move it, but I want to see if I get around this. I feel like a helicopter pilot. Stealth with a microphone. I don't stand, you guys. It's the craziest thing. No wireless, nothing. You know what I mean? I guess you need the cans to listen to each other. You know what I mean? In case I couldn't hear you from over there. Exactly. Let's see if I could get this. Hold on. All right. You know what? Let me just. He's gonna slide it out of the way. Nate, go ahead. Tell them more about me. I made him uh, <laughs> some bulletproof. This is tell them why I'm important. Well, you're important because you're spreading the word about this, uh, the feudal drug, uh, feudal? The Fuhrer Drug Administration. You know, we live in a capitalist society, I thought, in free market, and they're proving right. it. Not well, I had, I had an opinion on it before I told you guys. I don't know if you guys 
you know, agree with it or not, but I did feel like, um, you know, the boutique brands are the ones who suffer. Of course. And so it, they really the are. The little guy. The, the craziest thing is if them. the bigger cigar brands forced out the boutiques, they would be in violation of some kind of monopoly, right? Correct. So the FDA is, in effect, doing that for them. For now, them. I've been blessed because I'm with Davidoff, and Davidoff developed my brand. I don't know what that means yet going forward. But there are a lot of these upstarts and some guys who have been kicking butt with it the last year who are going to be subject to really, Absolutely. you know, tightening their brand, if they can exist at all, tightening it. And, and these, are, the these are all friends, you know. I yeah. consider them friends. I buy cigars from them. I got to yeah. know them because they're well, mom and pops like we are. Right. And this is the Well, you're a retailer, life. so you really do get to do that. But yeah. even for me, bouncing around the IPCPR floors, I've gotten to meet some incredible people. Yeah. Right? Some yeah. really, really cool yeah. people, you know, and I'm a fan of a lot of brands. So yeah. It is a shame. Yeah. All right. Listen, thank you so much for uh, That's coming it, man. here. That's uh, it. You can stay on. You want to stay on the next hour? You stay on. I the just ne- want to talk, man. Oh, okay. Stay, I, I, I just, you know. Stay where you are. I'm happy as can be. I want to relate with you. And All right. Perfect. When and we come back, we're going to light up a BG My Giganti. Giganti. I can't say the word very well. It's with anyway. an H. If you Gigante. want us to leave, Gigante. we will leave. No, whatever you want to do. Uh, we might just hang out for a little bit. Hang good. out. Good. I mean, I, I'm not, I can't leave till tomorrow morning, so it would be dope if this podcast ran straight through till like, 5 a.m. when I get picked up for the airport. Let's keep going. Dude. We've, done, we've done an extensive extension. Nate's sweating. Nate just wants out of here. He's yeah, like, dude, what are you doing? He can go. He can go. You can stay. You can do whatever you want. We're going to find out more about the FDA regulations. Uh, 85 days and counting. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And it's quite possible you've learned nothing else this past hour. So just remember this. When you're smoking your B.G. Meyer standard issue, Always remember to keep I, the lid end. I have out another of your idea. Mouth. I have another idea. Yes. I, I just I want to throw this out there. This is my pitch to you. But you could save this but, to after the hour when they hang I, on. I, I think this is good to that? go. I think this is good to go on break with. Okay. Um, if you guys can't do the cigar authority anymore, you had a great dinner last night. The meatballs were fantastic. Good. Why don't you become the meatball authority? The meatball authority will kill. Definitely, huh? we'll kill it. Me and Barry got I'm this. Out. Yeah, we own it. I think we- like those meatballs were amazing. Man. All right, we're gonna kill with that. For I'll be sure. the salad authority. Yeah, we'll be right back. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. Diavo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. 
a duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Raphael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room small batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Raphael's three most important passions in life. Music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Raphael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Raphael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closes only. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, and uh, we don't know if we're going to be doing this uh, years from now, weeks from now, 90 days from now, but uh, can this program continue? We'll uh, talk a little about that. Rob Weiss, podcast personality, is staying along with us. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you, you, your show can continue once it's under siege and hijacked by me. There we go. We <laughs> guys tried to get rid of me, and I'm like, I'm staying. We're going to talk. My Uber my Uber's an hour out, there so it works out perfectly. We're going to talk uh, meatballs and uh, different foods and things like that. I think we got something I going think we on got something. I felt like I was relegated to the kiddie table at Thanksgiving in the corner <laughs> yeah, over there. there. Now I get to sit with the big boys or the grown-ups. There you go. <laughs> Doesn't mean you get to talk. Okay. Yeah, we well, got lucky, Nate, to use the bathroom, you know, so... 
We got your seatbelt. I thought it was because you wanted me. <laughs> and you're to be part of the show. <laughs> you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, or Google Play where you can set it and forget it. Chuck, I only got four of these gigantes here. Uh, run down and grab one I'm of them. I'm good, buddy. So take one down, pass it all around. This is the BG Maya Gigante. Gigante. <laughs> It, it does not roll off the tongue. <laughs> is it supposed to be a gigante? But I gigante. It, I, listen, I think it's gigante. But That's fine. But gigante sounds like, you know, very well, authentic. We'll go to the authority. Barry Stein, what do we have here? All right. We have the BG Maya Gigante, and the Gigante features robust flavors in a hearty Nicaraguan-grown Habano wrapper. And despite its dark look, the cigar is labeled as being a notch above medium in intensity, according to Camacho. Complementing the wrapper is a rich Brazilian Matafina binder with high-grade fillers from both Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. Both the binder and filler have been aged at least six years, while the wrapper has been aging since 2007. The result is a cigar giant in flavors and in name. The BG Maya Hagantes is truly a special smoke. Hey, what if the, uh, listen, if the wrapper's been around since 2007, does that mean the cigar <laughs> is old? old uh, I don't know. Man? Let's go with that. That's... That's an interesting twist. It's time to cut out. Like the brand's new, but all the tobacco's old, so. It's going to be ridiculous. FDA loophole. Let's let's find the loopholes. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And here we go. You're cutting your cigar properly, right, over there? Uh, I am, and I have to thank you for the tutorial yesterday. Sorry, I'm cutting it a little too deep. I think it's important if you have a cigar brand that you actually know how to cut it and light it, you know. It's cutting a little too deep. Yeah. All right. It's Fruit Loops on the cold draw. Yeah, so. Say whatever you want. That's what it is. It's because if there's an authority on Fruit Loops, it would be Mr. Jonathan. Do you actually eat Fruit Loops? You don't eat them. I haven't eaten Fruit Loops since I was a kid. Right. But that's so what, what are you talking like. about? Don't, don't you miss <laughs> them? Nope. Pebbles? Fruity Pebbles? Fruity Pebbles. No. That, that was it right there. If I was going to break down and eat cereal, which is highly unlikely, it would be something like Cocoa Krispies or Lucky Charms. But you don't drink milk either. Correct. So what would you put on your cereal? Uh, almond milk, cashew milk. Yeah. I don't like soy milk. It gives so me, milk. Milk. me too. Me too. I only, I only use almond milk. Yeah. That's why you guys are going to live longer and stuff. But me and Barry, little, little uh, bookends over here, we'll eat just about anything. The more, if you can deep fry it, we're in. Yeah, you won't eat fish unless it's deep fried. Correct. Deep fried Oreos, <laughs> deep fried Twinkies. All right. We're going to light our cigar today <laughs> with the Vertigo Dominator. This $24.99 beauty does feature the Vertigo Big Ass Tank. It's got an easy adjustment with your thumbnail at the bottom, four jets on the top, and the flame, in fact, changes color so you don't lose the flame when you happen to be outside and it's a sunny day. It's a good, good That's value. That's a beast, man. How much is it? $24.99. It's pretty unbelievable, right? You'd look at it and say 100 bucks. dollars no, I'm going to take, take a couple of those. There we go. Not on the plane, you're not. But well, I'm going to ship them. Gonna, I'm going to ship them to you. Along with your, uh, the anti-smoke... What, what is that? You know the thing that you guys have downstairs on the counter for the uh, odor, eliminator? Yeah, the odor eliminator? Yeah. It's fantastic. Yes. Man. Yeah. 
It works great. I put does it, it remove all odors? It does. Yes. Yeah, pet odors can I wear, all that. Can I wear it under my arms? <laughs> you possibly that, that can. I rub it. You rub it. You rub, rub it. it. <laughs> um, okay, so we don't know if we're going to still exist, but Barry, let's go right to what's up in the cigar world and, and see what's going on here. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. All right, even though there's some uh, looming regulations, some companies are still filing for new trademarks. EPC is filed for Dusk. Warped Cigars is filed for Lirio Rojo. And Fuente Cigars has filed for Coco Cuba, the man, and Don Carlos, the man. In industry news, Avo announced the end of June will see the release of the new Avo Cinco Nicaragua Fogata, available in four sizes with seven different tobaccos from four different con- countries. You know what the FDA says about that one? Eh. Forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Melillo's foundation company is looking to put Jamaica back on the map for premium tobacco as they plan to release the Upsetters, which will be available in three different wrappers, totaling eight sizes, and should reach retailers in July. CLE announced that it began shipping Shell and Prieto to retailers. Should reach the retailers. Has to reach the retailers mm-hmm. in July. Has to. Yeah. And uh, the first lawsuit against the FDA regulations this week occurred. But it came from a vape industry company, as Nicopure Labs argues that the FDA rulemaking process violated the Administrative Procedure Act, and the regulation violates the First Amendment. And Tom Cole, who penned language in FY14 that would exempt premium cigars from the draconian FDA ruling, spoke spoke out against the regulations this week, stating, The FDA's announcement that it plans to regulate tobacco products is just another example of the Obama administration's regulatory overreach and nanny state mentality. This regulation takes an overly broad approach to regulating these products, and that's What's Up in the Cigar World this week. What's Up in the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf fillet tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is... What's up? The, the Recluse Cigar. Smoke it alone. The Recluse Cigar. Smoke it with friends. There we go. There we go. <laughs> the Recluse Cigar anytime. So this is your, really your writing process. You don't, you don't put pen to paper. You just sit there and just start Say spitballing it. and hope someone writes it down. Yes. Exactly. Outstanding. Really? I don't, I don't get paid to write. I get paid to say things. Nice. You keep a, little, you keep a little tape recorder on the nightstand at night? Uh, I don't. I should. I should to do that. I should do that for my dreams. I had a dream the other night that I was, like, looking for my car and a kangaroo came out. And I go, I rode that fucking thing all the way to Mexico. <laughs> it was the craziest. I woke up with my girl. I was like, I had a kangaroo. Like, that was my transpo home from Mexico. I was in the back of a Jeep with, like, some Presidente. And I'm like, I got to get to my ride, man. It was so, weird. So if a movie ever comes out and somebody does it, I know where it came from. And it was just crazy. I looked at the kangaroo and I was like, I, I could ride him. He's small. And I'm like, I'm going to ride him all the way across the border. In the pouch? It was crazy. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah. You know? it, was, it was so bizarre. If he says man. the F word one more time, he holds the record. That was only three. He holds the it record. Was only the record's three. three. The record's Is the record three. three? You, were tied with th- you were tied with the record. Well, since I've decided to, 
you know, put myself into your second hour, I'm sure I could beat the rest. There we go. <laughs> um, so Recluse, that, uh, the um, segment that just was on, is the Cigar of the Year this year. Last year we had B.G. Myers, the Cigar of the Year. What has to happen is it has to be a new cigar to become the Cigar of the Year. That's all over also. Correct. Because we can never have a, another Cigar <laughs> of the Year. So that's going to be the end of that. And, wow. and every Cigar of the Year going back to 2007. It's an easy fix. The Cigar of Yesteryear. Of Yesteryear? Yeah. 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 And you this is just, how you think. And just come up with stuff that's like impossible to get and unavailable. You know what I mean? Like pre-Castro <laughs> Davidoffs. Right. Oh, my God. Wow. But the idea is to try to sell more of them. But That's gotta, true. I guess that would make yeah, sense for so, retailers, yes. You know, oh, my God. It's... I'm, Almost like a um, on my office desk or something. I set it up almost like a war room type of thing and say, if this happens, this happens. Which is how you're going to write a story, right? right? So I'm saying the story of the cigar industry. What if this and this and this and trying to come up with something? And I'm telling you, I'm a week in and I got nothing. Right. What the heck are we going to do? I don't know what that is. Well, I think that, you know, I think I think the interesting thing is, you know, talking about the whole vape industry and that they're the first lawsuit. I think yeah. there's a lot of money in the vape industry. Yes, there is. Yeah. I think it's, you know. And I mean, again, it's pure speculation. I'm, I'm obviously not as, you know, in tune as you guys are with the facts of it all. But it feels like cigars have been around for hundreds of years. Yeah. Clearly, it's, you know, the vape and, and all these other things that have caused brought maybe a little more attention to, you know, the uh, FDA. other tobacco products, and they right, include right, us right. in that. So, right, so we got included in that. But I think that, you know, the silver lining is that since we're included with them, there's a lot of money there. Very there's a lot of money in the cigar business as well. They but, might have been our hurt, but they might be our salvation if something they could be. But, I mean, they're selling billions a year in, yeah. in, in See, I, vape. I've, they're not I've, selling billions a year in cigars. No. I mean, the cigar business in America is somewhere around $250 million a year. $250 million cigars, $1 billion. One, oh, so it is a billion. Okay, those Dollars. Yeah. I feel like some of the, the people in, in the legislature <laughs> are a lot like my mother. As soon as she found out that my brother and I were having a good time, whatever activity that was, <laughs> it's over. Yeah. You can never do that again. People, yeah. well, it's I'll too dangerous. You, the cigar Oops. boom that happened in the 90s. I was in the cigar business in 1985. By 1992, 93, the cigar boom was going on. And that's when the government started looking at it and saying, oh, people are doing this. I'm, we, it's getting right. a lot of press. Let's start taxing it. Right. Hmm. So the, the, the boom goes to a bust. Everybody leaves it alone. It starts growing and, and coming back alive again. And then they say, okay, what are we going to do? So well, it's almost like we've got to be quiet if we're having a good time. I think time. If, if you look historically and you really look at the temperature of everything related to health, you know, I, I, it's pure speculation, but I would bet that the last thing that caused all of this, this regulation, was actually health-related. Right. It's about You know what I mean? Because if they did, the they would be regulating, you know, refined sugar. Right. Refined Correct. sugar or is a worse candles. problem. You know what I mean? I mean, I think kids reaching, and again, I'm, I'm not drawing a comparison between smoking and reaching for starbursts. But, you know, every, a lot of these things, are, you know, they're, they're, they're health issues. They're public health issues. But so, don't you think an adult, we have an adult Well, that's product? the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, you, you're not regulating what's in the fast food, or maybe you are, but it seems that there's a lot of violations with that. Every time you turn on the news, there's somebody getting E. coli. You sure. know what I mean? There's yeah. different things going on there. So, you know, Certain, again, you are looking at adults making a choice, the same thing as they are when they reach for an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Certain kids get affected by yellow number five, just as an example, and I was one of them. It affects their brain like it's speed. Right. How come that's not, that would happen here? Yeah. How yeah. come <laughs> that's not as regulated as the premium tobacco? Yeah, well, I mean, sugar sugar is a drug. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my, my kid, he's four months old, and, you know, he, he had a little bit of a reflux, so we gave him some Zantac, which... 
you know, I don't get into like all these details, but basically, you know, he was constipated for a couple of days. My girlfriend gave him prune juice. The kid was jacked up, man. I mean, he's four months. I thought he was going to dance across the bed, you know, go. just off the sugar. So that's it. That's it. Sugar's next. All right. We got something in the mailbag, Mr. J. Yes, sir. The following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And Ed writes at the CI Cigar Fest, which is probably the last time you're going to go to that. Uh, last weekend, the rumor was that Famous Smokes in Easton, Pennsylvania was sold. First, the word was that Rocky Patel was part of the new ownership, and then it was that Altadis bought them. Any word? So this is people just drawing rumors at us. Yeah, I seeing think what's next. I haven't been able to verify anything with that. Well, these mail order companies, this is an interesting thing to bring up because one of the things on the FDA regulations is we have to start now carding people 26 years or older. 27. 27. Yep, or okay. So... First off, how do I know they're 26 years old or something? We're looking for people at 18 or something. Right. But so, card, you know, adults, I guess, not carding them. If, if this is part of FDA regulations, and these are online, and I have an online site myself, yeah. how can we possibly do that? Right. How are we going to cut? So is this the end of online sales or even uh, mail order sales or anything like that? Because we actually can't card the person. We can't. See them and match it. Well, the wine industry does something interesting with uh, shipping of wine. Uh, they require an adult signature upon delivery. So that might be something that the cigar industry is forced into down the road. And down the road is 85 days. 85 days. Uh, well, well, you could also have age online language was, sites. Online language hey, wasn't but, included. But, but anybody can click that, yes that's or no. True. I mean, that's, that's true. That's true. It might get, it might it get a little more complicated. Doesn't it say face-to-face? Face-to-face. But there was no language outlawing internet sales. No, but, yet. But, but the way around that, the hook is, but you must card them. So internet mm-hmm. sales are fine, but you must card them face-to-face. Well, that's impossible. Well, we'll have to start requiring a signature upon delivery to make sure a minor isn't signing for the package. Which is great, because you, you want to stay home all day and wait for your scars to show right. up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is another thing. It's just an, another thing that's going to go on. Uh, B.G. Meyer... Uh, Gigante. Gigante. How are you guys enjoying it? Gigante. I like it. Um, sweetness to this cigar as opposed to... A little drier the, smoke on the, on the standard issue. Yeah, the sweetness. And this is Montefina, you said, I believe. Brazilian Montefina, correct. Yeah, which is, has, has a sweetness taste to yes. it anyway. And a little I'm tr- coffee. I'm it? trying to get more in touch with the nuances See of it. See some sweetness I, to that if you went yeah, back? Yeah, I, I tasted a hint of nuttiness and, and a little bit of cement. 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 You know, the cement is. I'm kidding. Look at that. She's, I'm, I'm joking. That's a great, great job of uh, pushing your brand. Yeah, I see the it's sandiness of the sandy from the cement. As soon as you said it, that's all I can taste. That's sweet. It's sweeter than the other. The one thing that surprises me, like smoking this right after the standard issue, I always thought this one was stronger, the Hagante. But now smoking it following up the standard issue, the sweetness kind of makes it a little bit milder. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a mild cigar, but it's Maybe. maybe a notch milder. And they're saying medium? Medium. So I'd say straight it medium. Does taste, right. It does taste different now that you actually taught me how to light it. There we go. And, and So it isn't. It really isn't as strong. Right. It's not as strong, and it's got sweetness that the other one doesn't have. The other one's a little dry, mm. dry flavor, like yep. a dry wine. And mm-hmm. this is uh, but barbecue-y, but rub. Barbecue rub, maybe, to a uh, sweet Barbecue. Maybe it's yeah, sweet and tangy. Little, that's the Paul Perdome seasoning we added to it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to gear up for the, the food authority, which is uh, what the show is going to become, I guess. It already <laughs> is that. There it is. 
Okay, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. According to a deputy's report, Michael Blevins stood up after cleaning his 22 caliber pistol and felt his back lock up. The sharp pain caused Blevins to his back to give out, and he fell face down onto the edge of the glass coffee table. Then he heard a gunshot. <laughs> but where did the bullet go? For two days, Blevins went about his business as normal, which did not include bathing or changing his clothes for some reason. Uh, that, on, that only happened on day three, at which point he found out where his bullet went, in and out of his arm. Sheriff's deputies later determined that Blevins, at 37, accidentally shot himself while cleaning his handgun in the living room of his Florida home, nominating them for Captain Obvious Award of the Year. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. Ever uh, shoot yourself by accident? Not realize it happened? No uh, guns in not, California. Not, not with. Well, of course, there's guns in California. Oh really? I have guns. All right. Of course, man. I thought it was I really, just got a shield. Really got tough. The, uh, Smith and Smith and Wesson shield. Okay. I have that. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it's tough. You have to. You know, it's ten days to make sure you're not gonna, like. You know psychotic and you're like I need it now you know what concealed? I mean hey, man, I, concealed uh, yeah I think it's very difficult to get the CCWs out okay. there I haven't tried to do that I mean I don't really want to you know be running around town with a gun on me but I think for home protection you know yeah it's fine man it, yeah. it's, it's a 10 day wait that's it okay I, think, oh, I, yeah. it was... I mean I don't know how far like they investigate into I don't have any charges against me ever so wow yeah, fortunately and I will not be cleaning my gun and my no. back locking up and flowing into a coffee no, table. Well, you, you had mentioned that your back has been giving you trouble. Well, so you I... know what? I Like an idiot, I, I was at the gym, and I did the one exercise which has traditionally and historically hurt my back, which is like rows. And I just tweaked it, and then, you know, the flight didn't help out. The red, uh, eye, the red eye that we took, which I couldn't sleep on because of Nate snoring. And I'm glad he's off. He the, could uh, sleep fine. I'm glad he's off. This, <laughs> I'm glad he's off this day's dais right now because he'd be like, screaming at me, snoring. But uh, so yeah, my back's my back's been troubling me a little bit the last few days. So, okay, uh, quick look at our calendar next week. Uh, Mr. Jonathan Connie from La Flor Dominicana will join us with a new T A A cigar. Uh, we head to um, two guys in Seabrook on May 28th. Uh, on June 4th, we have Fabian from Indian Head Cigar Seals with their new cigar, which to me looks like a strong contender for the Cigar of the Year coming up, La Galleria. Big problem they're going to have. Are they going to keep that cigar out there? I mean, it's brand new, meaning it's it's. So we have a shot to old. do one more Cigar of the Year. <laughs> I, I guess. Wow. Um, uh, moving ahead, um, Father and Son Cigar Dinner 
is uh, still in June, so we're going to be able to pull that off because we give cigars at events. Father and Son Cigar Dinner with uh, the folks from Recluse, uh, J.R. Dominguez with his dad, Jose Dominguez, and Scott Weeks with his legendary father, Nick Weeks, will join us in moving ahead with Michael Herklotz from Nat Sherman on June 25th. So uh, those are some of the things coming up. We're going to have to really look at um, what after August is going to end up happening. Uh, I see... Um, Eric Newman from, from uh, J.C. Newman, which uh, as bad as this thing was with FDA, uh, they were actually somewhat saved because uh, they were going to go with machine stuff. Uh, they put us all together, and they actually saved a factory. If there's one mm. saving grace, I think the Newmans ended up saving the last standing factory in Tampa, Florida, ends up surviving through this. So uh, uh, thank God for that. Uh, good guys, and uh, we want to see that. Continue. Those guys, you know, that, that's the byproduct of this also is, is how sad it is, for, particularly when you look at Honduras and, you know, the economy and how it's going to decimate oh, these people. Oh, hundreds factories. of thousands of employees. Uh, that, it's horrible, man. Yeah. You know, it's, people support their families just being yep. able to manufacture cigars. Yeah. It's, it's going to put him into civil. It's an, interna- it's an international crisis, my right? Man. Right, you know? right. And it was chosen. It was chosen to for this to happen. I don't think uh, cigar consumption is going to stop in the United States. They're not saving anything there. If they think the health aspect to it, it's not going to be somebody's going to stop smoking. They're I'm smoking smoke more now. Right. That's it. <laughs> I'm going the opposite. So hey, we'll look at it. So uh, early thoughts on uh, B.G. Meyer. Man, I'll tell you, very meaty. It, it does have that. It has that thick smoke quality that you would normally get with a full-bodied cigar, but it is the flavors are there, but without the kick from the nicotine. I'm liking it. I was saying to you before that I, I like the standard issue better, and as I smoke this, I'm enjoying it so much. It, I think I like might, this one the might, best. Might rival. Yeah, the Gigante is my favorite yeah. of, of the three. Reminds me sure. of a barbecue. I've steak. never smoked them back to back like this. Well, I, I forgot about the the. Um, Slackers, that's my favorite. You know the reason we carry that right. is the, the rep had left, which will never happen again, uh, right. left a sample <laughs> on yep. Dave's desk, and out of boredom, he ends up smoking it. And at the time, we were in a buying freeze, so we're not taking on they any They usually give me cigars that I didn't buy. Right, right. That's why, right? right, so, right. so he cracks it open out of boredom. He's sitting there doing whatever he's doing. He wants to smoke a cigar, so he lights one up, and he calls downstairs and says, uh, Mr. J, come upstairs. <coughs> Normally, that only happens when I'm in trouble. So I come running upstairs thinking, you know, what did I do wrong? I thought I was having a good week. And he says, light this up. And I light it up, and I, this is delicious. Write the order. We have to have these on hand so I can smoke them whenever I want. And that's the reason that we carry them. I fantastic. do. I, I change the slackers. I told you, I, you know, my brother loves and My brother Mike is just all about the slackers, man. He's yeah. made, make different sizes, you know. What is the, like, what's with the slackers? Like, where, where did that name come from? That was actually Dylan Austin name, you no know. Kidding. And at first I was like, I don't know, man, slackers. And then I started to realize, you know, like, like a slack the, is somebody not trying? Or no, but you know what it is? I think it's about the commitment of it. That's what we kind of talked about. It's like, you know what? It's a quick hitter. Have a lunch. Smoke a quick cigar. And then get back at it, you know? I mean, that's the way, that's the way yeah. I looked at it's it. It's an awesome that. cigar. Give it, give it a shot if you've never tried that they before. Come a little four-packs. Four, four little four-tens. They're, like four they're great, man. They go right in your pocket. Yeah. The, the packaging's fantastic. Yes. You know what I mean? Actually, it, the, the weirdest thing about it is the amount of people that have actually contacted me for boxes. They want boxes. Yeah, and then every once in a while, you'll see somebody will have, like, they'll make clocks out of these things and lamps. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. oh, my God, man, that's pretty kitschy, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not putting that in my house, but it looks, you know, cool. Yeah. It looks cool in yours, but. <laughs> there we go, right? Know? But the tins. The slacker tins are awesome, man. 
Beautiful, beautiful. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison will get debonair. We're going to look more into the mailbag, and we're going to do a classic three-way, and uh, Rob Weiss is going to join us for it. He doesn't know what he's in for. We'll These see guys, there, there are no more three-ways, man. There we go. You're in it. I just rented a condo down the block. <laughs> I will see you guys. Like You're off Saturday, it, huh? You're man. off the three-way. That is it. Okay, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. 
Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios with gentleman Chuck Morris, and he's going to get debonair as we begin the countdown for Cigar Apocalypse. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Will that stick? The Cigar Apocalypse. Cigar Apocalypse. Cigar Liberties took off, so let's go so with it. So we'll continue to do it. Rob Weiss is with us. Uh, we didn't talk about last week at all. We barely touched it, but uh, I did listen to the show as it was going on. After six years, i got to say, we still can't take a phone call. This is... Uh, this is a mess. Well, we figured it out. We were doing testing cell phone to cell phone. Three feet away from each other. So Jonathan went downstairs <laughs> through Bluetooth on his phone in the car, and the amplifier, the car speakers, amplified all the ambient background noise. He was able to hear the cash register opening downstairs, and it prevented from hearing us speak. Okay. So the key is no Bluetooth. No Bluetooth. Now we know no Bluetooth. No Bluetooth. It is interesting you guys function with all the background noise. It's cool. It, it really does give you, like, the community feel. That right, because we can hear Because it is an operational shop. Yes. You're upstairs from it. You know? So you hear Jonathan at the beginning of the hour saying, uh, uh, always broadcast um, on oh, location. Okay. Yeah. We uh, simulcast through seven um, radio stations and we have never visited one of those radio stations right. because they will not allow us to smoke. Right, of course not. So we have to be able to smoke, so it's always got to be someplace that allows smoking. Right. I happen to own a few cigar shops, so it is mostly where it is, but we'll do it outside at different events and things like that. Oh, that's a great space for it. We did it last year <laughs> in Connecticut. Yeah, that was awesome. In the tobacco fields of Connecticut, and we brought a... Car uh, battery with an inverter. Yeah, a um, marine battery. Yeah to power the thing right. and we actually broadcast video audio everything ended up happening with a with a car battery with my car pulled up beside it in case <laughs> and Ready uh, to jump it, we, we pulled it off right. so and this uh, year we're going to do it from a wedding that's right we're going to do a wedding live barry's getting married is that true this yes. is congratulations that's my fiance right there. Bride that's oh that's your fiance and oh. she allowed i was wondering who that pretty lady belonged to <laughs> lucky guy barry i own her <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I, That's right. I'm, I would I'm, say, right now I'm renting her. I, I would say she's renting you. She's on loan from her yeah. family. <coughs> and um, so I said jokingly to him, he said, I'm going to get married, and it's going to be on a Saturday, and I'm not going to do the show. I said, that's okay, because we're just going to broadcast right from the wedding and stuff. And joking, 
a few minutes later, he's making a phone call. I don't know who he's calling. He's calling her and saying, what do you think? And he goes, you know what, Heidi said it's okay to do it. I said, I was joking. I am not doing it. And it just kept yeah, going well, and going. Wait till they send you the bill. They want you to underwrite the wedding. For <laughs> 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 yeah, See, I don't know. They don't know yeah, these things, yeah, underwriting yeah. and what this is. Yeah, yeah, this is all you're Hollywood the, You're the stuff. wedding sponsored by <laughs> the Cigar Authority. Yeah. Yeah, well, we needed invitations. There we go. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, that is in uh, September? September 17th. September 17th. Yes. Yeah. So Barry gets married on the air. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, how, we'll see if you sound as confident <laughs> when you're saying I do as you do with all the rest of the stuff you're saying today. So, I'm uh, sure I'll stutter just like I do on the radio. <laughs> Mr. J, take, I, 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 I do. I, I, I have to. I do. Stumbling and uh, mumbling. Uh, some people had some things to say about last week's show. What do you yes, got on here? Yes, they did. Uh, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Steve writes, I watched Mr. Jonathan's segment about ring gauge and burn time and value, and it appears he used the same science the NFL used in Deflategate. I'd like to know Jonathan's credentials in regards to science and experiments his segments with experiments have been boring and could be one minute or not done at all. I hope for the best of the show, he does not do it anymore. Also, I'd like to uh, see a show without him, just Barry and Dave. Uh, maybe real pertinent items will be discussed, like food or uh, Twinkies You're and saying deep that. frying. That's You're me saying, saying it. Yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think you have to look far to realize that Dave is the one who actually wrote that letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, the previous week when Skip Martin was on, Barry clearly shined. As he had the best questions and showed excellent knowledge, reading oh, right off the script. this is Barry writing this. Uh, uh, always, uh, always. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lastly, how many times does Jonathan have to say his staff? He's just so important. Anyway, have a great week. Signed, Steve. Uh, Steve, I read yours first. Go after yourself. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna, that was all I'm, one guy? One guy. He had that many thoughts? Oh, yeah. I'm going to continue to do my experiments. Wow. I'm going to continue to report on them. And the only thing that I will say is my experience in experimentation gets written right at the beginning. I have zero. I'm just a guy looking for answers in the cigar business. And, it's uh, supposed to be entertaining. That's we know it. it's not, I don't get the Deflategate reference. Like, how is that even I'm, connected? I'm not he's really just bashing sure us, right? Just yeah, bashing he just, us. He's obviously a uh, Jets fan. And uh, wanted to throw the Patriots thing in there. Barry Stein. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Barry. I'm a Patriots fan. Been so since Steve Grogan. All right. Anybody like it? Uh, let's see here. Uh, also submitted through the Contact Us page, we have Peter writing. Hello, gentlemen. Ever since watching the proper lighting technique webcast with Mr. Jonathan's demonstration, I've realized how incredibly important angles are when it comes to lighting with a torch lighter. When I go to touch up my cigar, sometimes an ash will prevent me from using the same angles you would use when lighting the foot of your cigar. Would you guys be willing to do the same demonstration, but instead cover the proper technique for touching up your cigar's burn line? Thanks, and keep doing what you're doing. So there's a guy saying to keep doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> and what you know do you what? say to him? I'm going to go with Pete. Yeah, uh, he still can go F himself, but I like Pete, so it's fine. Okay. No opinion either way. You I'm like going to continue haters. doing it because like, I like doing it. You like haters. And when it does come to touching up your cigar, the same rules apply. You're not trying to jam the flame into the tobacco and scorch it because you can still change the flavor of your cigar midway through by over-roasting that tobacco. So if you are, mine's burning perfect because it's a P.G. Meyer. But if I were to touch this up, I would just get the color of the tobacco to change color subtly from kind of far away, and then that will cause that part to catch up. Dave's technique of licking your finger, I think, is changing the 
combustion of the cigar too much, but yeah. however you want to do it. I say it's, go, it's going down here faster than it's going up here. So I wet my finger, wet down over here. Let's assume I didn't have a, a lighter on me. And now this is going to catch itself up yeah. right there. No, my biggest pet peeve is people will touch up a cigar just like yours. Like, look at this cigar Dave's smoking. Yeah, it doesn't it's need maybe, to be It's maybe like an eighth of an inch more on one side than the other side. It's going to catch But people will still feel the need to correct it. Yeah. And yeah. they'll complain but, that they have to correct it. That's a cigar that does not need correcting. Correct. But if somebody's, if somebody's cigar was burning uneven like that in the shop, would you lick your finger and touch up <laughs> not the cigar that way? I would lick mine. Would do it? Yeah, I would lick mine. I wonder if that is the science behind what is the glue on the cap. I mean, do you think it is like, you know, are they licking it? How, how are they getting it to stick? No. no I'm, I'm half thing. kidding, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in the Han Duran factory. I'm pretty sure I saw all the workers licking the ends and putting the cap on it. So. <laughs> You're way too quick to pull the trigger on the I'm kidding. Could, I know. Yeah, you yeah. could really get him going. <laughs> I, I think, you know what? I, I don't know if the silence is good for the show. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? oh, the 30-second like, silence. Are you like, out of your mind? Going? I'm trying to be a little debonair and not say, are you out of your mind? We call it traumatic pause. There we go. Okay, um, uh, let's go to Chuck. Chuck, when you're enjoying life till it's full, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Do you need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, conversations on your cell phone. Conversations on your cell phone should be private, not public. There's a little microphone that sits one inch from your mouth so that your voice shouldn't carry further any than that, further than that. If you happen to receive a call while you're at, say, your local cigar shop, you should excuse yourself and bring the call to an area that is out of earshot of the people that came in to relax. No one wants to listen to your conversation, and they're going to feel awkward if they're forced to because of your poor etiquette. Lastly, never put your phone on speakerphone in public, ever. Unless the call pertains to everyone in the earshot. Like if everyone's singing happy birthday to an old friend and they want to hear his or her reaction. The lesson here, guys, is to keep things private, private. If you want to be considered debonair, take your phone calls, keep it to yourself, speakerphone, never. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question, guys, every single time, are you debonair enough? Absolutely. I don't even Hold answer on the phone. I take this phone call. I, I got to be honest. I disagree. I just you disagree. disagree. Well, I think, you know, I th- it depends, man. If you have something that you should share with everybody. For example, if your, your girlfriend or your wife calls you and she wants to know when the hell you're getting home from the cigar shop and you've come up with a great new excuse that other people could benefit <laughs> oh, from to hearing. Help, help them out. You know what I this mean? It, little, could be, it could be a little bit of an educational kind of experience. But do you, put her, do you put her on speaker so that everybody can hear her and she may say something? Like, Only if the ass chewing is so funny that it will amuse <laughs> really? people around you. <laughs> we were together yesterday and uh, one, one of the customers was in there telling us how he has control over his wife and she 
makes his breakfast for him and does whatever thing and listens to everything uh, he says, and he's the man of the house and all this is going on. <laughs> Which nobody believed for one second. <laughs> Cue the woman comes walking in five minutes later, and this girl comes in yelling at him and telling him that his car is a mess, and he says, it's my car, and she says, no, it's not, it's my car, and she sits down, and she's... And Rob jumps right out and says, hey, buddy, what the hell were you talking about? Yeah. Bringing it right up and stuff. Everybody bursts out laughing because everybody was thinking it anyway, but he was not being debonair and he was sharing it. And he got uh, called out. Yeah, he got Brilliant. called out. Brilliant. It was pretty funny. Yeah. It was pretty funny. You couldn't have wrote it. I mean, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, timing it was, was everything. It was, it was sitcom timing. There we go. It was awesome. So, uh, Mr. J. All right. Uh, we got another one from Peter submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. Hey, Cigar Authority crew. I always hear experienced cigar smokers deem cigars as mild, medium, medium plus, full, etc. For a while, I thought these were labels derived from taste and overall impression of the cigar, but of course that isn't the case. I've been struggling with the concept of taste versus intensity. Even novice smokers can identify if a cigar has a strong or a weak flavor because we all deal with our sense of taste on a daily basis. Determining a cigar's intensity is what I don't fully understand what exactly constitutes a cigar intensity, and how is it determined? Thanks, guys. As always, keep doing what you're doing. Peter. Well, well we can't say mild anymore. Right. But we, Manufacturers we, can't. The we F- can. The FDA will now determine what's mild, medium, or full. And what it has to do, Peter, is primings. When you source tobacco from lower primings, you have lower nicotine content. It's been on the plant for less amount of time. The leaves are bigger. The flavor's been spread out over a larger surface area. So those, those cigars made from that tobacco would be less nicotine, therefore lighter. milder or lighter. And when you get up to the top, top of the plant, those two leaves, the Corona leaves, if you had a cigar with a lot of that, it's going to be a stronger cigar. So you hear things like double Lajero. That is double the amount of Lajero tobacco, the top priming, in that cigar, making it very strong. That's what they're talking about when you talk about mild, well medium, explained. full. Well explained. Double Lajero would also be two leaves. Triple Lajero would be three leaves. Is there or a triple Lajero? Uh, Camacho used to, uh, Christian used to have one. I thought it was well, triple Camacho Maduro. One. Uh, no, wasn't there a triple Lajero? They had a triple Maduro. Yeah, there was a triple Lajero. There was a triple? Triple Maduro. Triple Maduro, but smoke, not Lajero. Yeah. But there was also a triple Lajero. It might know. not have been Christian, but I remember a really? triple Lajero on the market. Well, Lajero's a trademark by, by La Fleur Dominicana, and nobody can use that terminology anymore either. There's a lot of trademark issues in this, in this industry also. Of course. All, all which are going away anyway, but... Uh, that's what that is. Right now, it's time for the Classic Three-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic. And every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's... TwoGuysCigars.com Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Rob, By, you by know, the way, it was Gurkha that had the triple Oh, really? Like this. 
Rob, you notice we used a lot of movie lines that are playing throughout the throughout the show. These background things that are being said. No, I didn't notice that. Well, what you did noticed you use? it, right? No, I didn't. What did really? you use? Really? No. I recognize the funny farm bit, but all right. I, I don't know. What did you guys have? No, just throughout the whole show, all the little segments have little different movie lines. That oh, are funny, thrown man. Into. I didn't notice that. Nate would notice that. Nate, Nate really? usually speaks only in movie lines. Really? I, I was wondering. I, 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 I had the deepest conversation I ever had with a friend one time, and I'm like, he starts going into this thing, and I go, what are you, what, what are you quoting? Once Upon a Time in America? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I slipped. I'm like, I'm like, you know what I mean? He functions that I, way. I so. was wondering if that happens in, in Hollywood all the time, that everybody lives the movie life, and it's line, line after line of... Uh, I mean, to, I don't. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you, listen, you got all types out there. People you didn't even notice it, stuff, though, so man. maybe it happens yeah. all the time, and you, yeah. that's why you don't notice. Well, but you anyway, know why? Because I'm just so far into enjoying this beautiful Meyer Gigante. Yes, we all that are. all <laughs> my worldly thoughts and... They've just slipped away from me, man. Well, now you got to put your thinking cap on for a second because this is the classic three-way. And what right. it is is I'm going to – it's somebody's birthday today. We're going to recite a few uh, birthdays or things that happened on this day, and you're going to tell me what year it happened without going over. And you're going to go up against these three clowns on each side of you. Oh, that's fantastic. Here, there's your pad of paper. We try to I feel write like it this down. is that Smuckers thing they do on, like, Good Morning America. There we go. It's, it's, like, like, it's like that. Hey, this is Jim. He's 212 <laughs> years old. There we go. Brought to you by Smuckers. Today is May 14th. Yeah, you should build smuckers for that, by the way. Right. I don't know what you guys... <laughs> Barry is our champion right now. you got to beat him. You get two points for an exact number and one point if uh, you're the best one of, of that one. So, so I have to write it down and show you? Is you're that supposed to. You're, you're supposed to. Everybody's got a pen, so... Yeah. There's a lot of cheating going on over here, You just drew a tic-tac-toe board, so... You're only writing it down so that you don't say the number above or below the person in the air and just squeezing them out I'm looking to be the most accurate I could be with the year this happened without going over. Correct. And if I get it right... Right, I get the washing machine. You get the washing machine. <laughs> okay. If you can tell us how much it is. Right. Without, go. going over. Without going over. Right. Well, Dave, he just won. <laughs> there, there we go. So, Barry, this goes to you first. Ma, uh, today is, more, March, is May 14th, and it is Mark Zuckerberg's birthday. Mark Zuckerberg is the programmer who co-founded Facebook, social media network website. At the age of 20, he took it public. He's a member uh, of a high school fencing team and attended Harvard University. Became the world's youngest billionaire and now worth over $30 billion. Mark Zuckerberg, born today, Barry Stein. What year? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 19, He's doing math. 1977. 77, he says, Mr. J. 1986. 86. And what do you got, Rob? Well, I'm horrible with math, but let's. Uh, I think he's 28 years old. So what? what is that? What is that? Does anybody know? No. You guys are horrible with math We're also. terrible. So. That would be 1988. Is that Okay, so I say he's 28. So, so 1988, but we're going to go with the year. So it was 1984, so Barry Stein's at 77. He gets the point. Barry Stein gets nice. the point. Yeah, but I was closest. Without going over, he went But over. I went over, but I was closest. But you without were, going that, over. That's on the record. Right, you know, right, I'm right, giving you half a point. So there. this next one is going to go that to thir- By the way, that $30 billion's on paper, too. On paper, so, right. You know There's no I mean? proof okay. of that. Right. Uh, this goes to Mr. Jonathan first. Mr. Jonathan, today is the birthday of George Lucas. George Lucas, director and producer, best known for creating the groundbreaking science fiction franchise Star Wars. He received acclaim for uh, his coming-of-age film American Graffiti, and he also created the action hero Indiana Jones. Born today, George Lucas. Nothing to do with Entourage, so I have no idea, but I'm going to guess 1944. 1944, he says. Nice, nice. Rob, to you. 1941. 41 and Barry. Got it written down, 41. 
41 is two, but one person got two points. Mr. Jonathan, 44 on the nose. Boom, Yo, he, I don't understand. This guy writes the questions. That's not true. <laughs> That he is writes not the true. questions. He does not. He the has truth comes to out. Google. He does not, and he always loses, no, okay. but he's winning right now. This one's going to go to you. <laughs> you get a half a point for that. I, I too. didn't go you over, get... man. I didn't go over. <laughs> Rob, this is going to go to you first. Okay, great. I purposely put movie and TV stuff in here to help you out. So on this day. I'm a book guy. All right. On this day. George Orwell. The final episode of the TV series Seinfeld aired after nine years on NBC. Right. What year? Did that final episode air? Uh, what year? I want to say that was either 98 or 99. I'll say 98. 98, he says. 2010. 2010. Oh, shit, man. Maybe you... I'm way wrong. <laughs> 1997. 1997. Somebody got two points. It's me. And it's Rob Weiss. Yes. Oh, what you? Two points. 1998. And I got that? Exactly. Two wow, points. Man. So that's sure somebody upstairs looking out for me. So two points for Rob, two points for Mr. Jonathan, one for Barry, and we have one last question. It's the tiebreaker question, and it is going to Barry Stein first. The name Vaseline was registered by Robert A. Cheeseborough today. What year? With Vaseline. Cheeseboro, it's got to be good. Wow, if you yeah. ask me about KY jelly, I'd probably know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 1873. Yeah, your, wife, your future wife just buried her face on the table. 1873, <laughs> says Barry Stein. Mr. Jonathan. 1901. 1901. And Rob. Uh, I want to say 1915. 1915. Barry Stein gets the point at, 18, at 1873 because it was 1878. We have a three-way tie isn't that nice? We have that was the thing, so that's it. We got a three way two two two. That's I hate never, the tie. I like that's that. That's never happened before. I like that. You know it's why? Nice. We, we can all part as friends that's now. It. None of us have <laughs> to Nobody will lose. No hurt feelings. <laughs> so that's it. So uh, this classic day in classic history was brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whichever classic you choose, it's available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And just a quick reminder, if it's your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location at Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua, New Hampshire on your birthday, and they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar for you while we can. Yeah, while yeah. you can. While we can. So uh, Rudy uh, contacted us through my cell phone, sent me a text message from Canada. That guy who compared your segment to Deflategate tests is an idiot. I don't even understand why D-bags like that listen to the show, and that's Rudy D-bags. from Canada. D-bags. Nice job, Rudy. Okay, so uh, that is it. Do you got any other mailbag you want to throw in here? Because we're coming to the last I few I cannot minutes wait to go home uh, and write you guys a letter. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to eat up a whole segment. This guy's going to have like a 20-minute letter next a week. professionally uh, written letter. You only, yeah, you only get, you only get I'm aired script if you pick thing. on me. Yeah. Uh, also submitted through the Contact Us page, Vic writes, Love, love, love the show, but one small request. Please get an HD camera. Mm. I watch you all weekly on YouTube, and it's a little fuzzy. Keep up the great work. Loving the Lagiana, and congratulations to the graduates. This isn't high def? First, first, this is, high, this is pretty high tech, wouldn't you say, the camera equipment? You've <laughs> I have around. no idea. I thought, I'll be honest with you, Matt. I thought it was a humidifier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second message. I thought you had allergies. To be honest I was, with I you. I didn't know what the hell this thing was. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell podcast. you. I didn't realize you were even filming. You don't want this in yeah. high def. Believe me, we're doing you a favor. You don't Why, want my this. skin looks great, You're man. good, but you're, you're not good. here every single week. <laughs> Uh, P.S. I always knew Mr. J was an expert on wood, but um, boom, ching. And we, we got go. it. That's it. So, uh, B.G. Meyer, Giganti, and B.G. Meyer's standard issue. I'm changing my favorite 
to Gigante. Wow. And this Thank has you. been my Thank favorite right along. I would have to agree with you. Thanks. So I, I like the other one yeah. so much, but I never went back to, to back. back with it. The key is going back to back. I is like this your guy's wrap-up? This, this is the wrap-up. Wrap Thanks for having me, man. Thank you I, so I, much I, you for doing what? it. It was actually a great 48 hours with you guys here in New Hampshire. Thank you so much for doing it. I'm honored to have you here. Honored to have you here. So uh, that is it. Um, We're going to have Mr. Jonathan Connie from the Florida Dominicana in studio. He's going to have information on the FDA and what they're going to be doing about it. We'll talk about that uh, because there's plenty of regulations uh, to come. Uh, We got uh, a brand new cigar to launch. Grab it while you can. This is going to be the Florida Dominicana. TAA edition. It will be launched uh, on the show next week. So tune in and light up with us. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the last two hours and you happen to be smoking your BG Meyer Gigante, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices.